Welcome to episode 25 of the J Bunny's Music Hub podcast. I'm your host, J Bunny. Uh, now for this episode, I've got another person that was on my wish list from the second I started this fucking show. Uh, for this one, I've got John Costco from the bands Dropbox and St. Cain. Known John for a really long time on this episode. I said over 10 years. It's... Uh, I think it's like 14 years at this point that I've known him from the, from the time I first found out about him through Dropbox. And, and you'll actually hear the story uh, right as the show starts. I tell him the story of uh, how he and I met and, and, and just sort of the before we met kind of weirdness that uh, is pretty interesting. And, and instead of babbling on about it, I'm just going to let you guys listen. Without further ado, here's John Costco. All right, what's up, everybody? It's Jay Bunny. I am here in Ledgewood, New Jersey, in the Pure Ink Tattoo Studio, and I'm sitting here today with John Costco. How's it going today, John? It's awesome. Excellent. Thanks. Yeah. Good to hear, man. Uh, before I ask you any questions, I just want to tell a quick little... I don't know if I've ever told you this story, um, and I, I think that it's interesting, My sort of the way that you and I met. Um, so, back in uh, 2004, me and a bunch of friends went to a... Uh, we went to see Metallica when they were when Godsmack was touring with them uh, out at uh, Nassau Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I saw you in the crowd, and you were I think you were hanging with Mistress Julia at that show. And I was yeah. like, that guy I was yeah. really, really fucking familiar. Where the fuck do I know this guy from? And then, like, a few nights later, I'm up late, and I'm watching TV, and I don't remember if I was watching Fuse or if I was watching MTV2. But the Wishbone video comes on, Dropbox. And I was like, it's that fucking guy again. I've never heard of this band. Where the fuck do I know this guy from? Like, this is really starting to bother me. And then eventually, I figured it out. You and your your girlfriend at the time came into the shop right that I worked at at Warwick, New York, and it turned out you guys shopped there somewhat regularly. I was like, that's where I know the guy from. <laughs> and uh, I saw you, and I, com- I was like, oh, man, I love your band, or I love the band, and you thought I was talking about the shirt you were wearing. I was like, no, no, Dropbox, right? You're like, oh, yeah, man. And then that was that was how we, you know, these weird just sort of chance encounters, and, and, and then it all came together. It's crazy. And so, like I said, I don't know that I've ever told you that story, but I've always found it really interesting. Yeah, I, I love the story. For for the record, I think I was probably wearing a Spirit Caravan t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why no? Yeah, hell yeah. Can you tell me, because like I said, around that time, around 2004, you know, that was Dropbox was my first exposure to you. Can you tell me about your your journey with the band up to that point? Like, how did the band form, and how did you end up meeting Sully from Godsmack and getting signed and all that? Yeah, it's so weird. We were just talking about that. Me and Sully, uh, I had went to the uh, the Smack show uh, a couple of weeks ago and um, down at PNC, and we were just chatting a little bit, and uh, he's like, dude, I can't believe it. Like, tomorrow I'm playing Jones Beach. You know, I remember we were sitting on the docks, you know what I mean? That's, that's where we first met, you know, talked about, you know, music and stuff like that. Um, but I had been uh, at the uh, Godsmack show. I think they were playing with, the, it was the Deftones and Puddle of Mud, I think. Yeah, I went to that show at PNC, that, that, back that tour, in 2001. Yeah, yeah it's crazy, crazy long time ago. I think it was 2002, if I remember correctly, because it was uh, only 18 months after that that we signed. But um, whatever the case may be, uh, yeah, we, uh, we, we, we were talking and... Uh, about not not even bands or, or that I wasn't even in a band, um, and then he's like, "Dude, are you in a band?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, well, "Why the hell don't you say anything?" <laughs> um, and I think he thought that was cool, mm. you know, that I wasn't it wasn't like that like sort of forced, you know, "Hey, dude, check out my band. You got to listen to my CD or whatever." Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah. 
Um, I think he respected that uh, for whatever reason. And um, uh, I ran to my fucking car in the parking lot, you know, and brought it back. And uh, he's like, all right, let's go take a listen, you know. And, you know, but before we got to go uh, take a listen to it, uh, I think he got distracted, distracted by somebody, you know what I mean? So uh, he didn't listen to it, mm. whatever. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, dude, you know, I'll talk to you, you know. I didn't think anything was going to happen, but uh, driving on Route 80 one day, I got a call from this dude with a fucking heavy Boston accent. <laughs> I thought it was a buddy of mine going, hey, what's up? Just saw you from Godsmack. <laughs> I'm like, all right, whatever, Jason, whatever, you know, whatever the, the guy's name is. And I hung up on him. He called me back. He's like, not really. It's Sully from Godsmack. <laughs> I'm like, all right, yeah, let me pull over. So I pull over, you know, and uh, I, was in, I was probably in, like around the Hackensack area because I can remember seeing the city off of 80. And uh, he's like, dude, listen, I love your voice and blah, blah, blah. You know, I want to put together uh, a band with you and uh, my old guitar player, Lee. And... Um, I had met Lee only a few weeks later, and um, we literally we put together a band uh, of of guys that I trusted, uh, you know Joey and Jimmy and Bobby and yeah. and um, it was uh, it was it. We wrote a whole shitload of songs. Uh, we all huddled together. We lived in in uh, this A-frame house um, up in uh, Sparta, New Jersey. Okay, um, it was Jimmy's house. And uh, I think we wrote for like almost a full year. Oh wow! And uh, I quit my job and just, just it was just night after night, just cigarettes, coffee, beer, shots, <laughs> uh, you name it, writing, right? Constant writing and recording demos. I mean, it was just insane. And uh, we compiled a bunch of songs that we thought were winners, and Sully uh, brought us into Universal and did the deal and then we went on tour and then we actually went on the uh he flew me and lead it to, to hawaii actually and then we uh we had wrote touche and uh we stayed out there for 18 days and probably uh 16 days too long because we wrote it in like a day and a half and <laughs> recorded it in one night so it's like but uh yeah and then we uh came back for hearst and went on a whole bunch of different tours right right so how did you guys come up with the band name Dropbox, and what does that mean? Every because every time I search for you guys, I get I always get like the file sharing website, but like, well, Dropbox is basically, um, you know, it's 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 a pussy. Okay. You know, I, that's what I thought, yeah. but I wasn't certain. You know, I wanted to. Which is precisely what R Wishbone's about. I, I figured that as well. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, so, apparently, Atari when they did the uh, Transformers video game, they didn't really figure that out until later, <laughs> which was kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, because that song was, was, was uh, like, the, I believe the video had some footage from the game in it, right? Or it was at least included. That's in right, it. yeah. It was uh, specifically, uh, the, 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 that rolling riff was, like, in the entire gameplay. Uh, I mean, they paid for the video. <laughs> oh, okay. So you were saying you guys went on a bunch of tours. You guys toured with Godsmack, Drowning Pool, Saliva. What happened that caused the band to break up or go on hiatus or whatever you want to say about it? And, and you guys never made another album to this yeah, point. Yeah, like that year um, <clears throat> that we uh, we had been dropped from from Universal, um, they, I mean, they were just downsizing. They were cutting all kinds of things out. And uh, I think we got dropped with like 11 other bands. Oh, wow. And, um, it was a bummer. Um, we tried to keep it together for as long as we could. Um, I think what kept us together most of the time uh, was, uh, you know, commitments and stuff like that with the band that we, you know, that were, you know, paid for. You know, yeah, what yeah. I mean, to go out tour budget wise. 
um, shows here and there, you know, um, and, um, you know, we wrote a bunch of music. I remember I got together with Bobby and Jimmy, wrote a whole bunch of songs, um, <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, we just, we just, at that point, we were all so broke, you know, from that abrupt sort of um, hiatus, you know, after being dropped. It was a not just a bummer, because it happens to everybody, and everybody gets over it and they fucking find another way you know yeah, yeah. for I think for that particular band uh, of guys I just, we just couldn't hold together anymore I mean you know some of the guys were you know ble just bleeding money yeah you know? it comes down to that sometimes you know we just move on to different projects yeah yeah and then you know there was a time where I was off uh, you know uh, the Alice and Shane's manager at the time had called and uh, they flew me out to uh, attempt to audition for Alice and Chains and oh wow I sat in a hotel room for three days and heard back from uh, a friend of the band's that uh, that I looked and sounded too much like Lane. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was bummed. I just wanted to go in at least jam, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was crazy. And then uh, we came up with St. Kane. Right, right. You know? We were supposed... I, I actually sang... Um, I sang and wrote lyrics on the uh, Another Animal uh, CD. Right, right. Uh, yeah, you know, Lee Shan and Tommy time. and Robbie and Lee, yeah, exactly. And uh, that was going to be a thing. And then, but when I was, you know, basically studying for Alice in Chains, you know, I had to put that aside. Yeah. You know, and, and say, you know, I think I'm going to try this. And they wanted to move on, and which I, I completely understand. They went with Wit, you know, from Ugly Kid Joe, who did a, 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 you know, an amazing job. He's a good good dude, uh, good buddy, and uh, they did a, a fantastic album, um, I think it's super underrated, and uh, what else, yeah, also I'll plug this one too, I mean they, you know, Lee and, and, and Wit toured, you know, Europe, and uh, they wrote this beautiful song called Black and White. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that yeah. later on, like, because I, be I believe when they, when I first saw on, on Facebook about that project coming together, you were supposed to be involved, were you not? I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, again, what it comes down to is just timing. But uh, maybe we'll do something else with with wit. I don't know. Who knows? Okay. Yeah. Me and Lee always, you know, send music back to each other. You know. Right. Well, that's where I was gonna go. Actually, is that in 2015, the Dropbox Facebook page, you guys said that you were writing new music, mm -hmm. and it looked like you guys had, you got a new drummer. Like, how did how did that sort of come back together after the time off? Um, after talking to Lee, I mean, we were, we were so excited about all this new material that we were like, that we had sort of like, uh, in the works. We we're like, you know, like, fuck this, let's just do another record. Um, so we tried to like do that, like, you know, crowdfund thing, whatever. Right, right. Um, and, you know, it just wasn't picking up like we wanted it to, you know. Um, maybe we did it wrong, maybe no one cared, I don't fucking know, you know. <laughs> but, uh, we still have the music, you know, we're, we're gonna get to it, it's gonna happen eventually. Um, so there's like for us it's like we just don't give a shit. It's, yeah, it'll yeah. happen when it happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I saw I saw the the pledge music campaign when it came out, and I love those things. But the problem is with with me being how I am with music, I see these things and I want to do all of them. And yeah, I totally. Can't, I can't yeah, totally. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, trust me, dude. I thumbed through a whole bunch of them on there too. I was like, oh my god, this band's gonna do this, you know? And and uh, uh, I think I, I I think I did fund a couple of them. So all of the Dropbox social media has been quiet for a while. You guys, you said you guys are you know it'll happen when it happens. Are you guys still kind of actively working on this or? Uh, it's always happening. That's the thing. That's 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 what makes it. Uh, so we're not we're not putting it out there anymore. Like like it's like if you fucking show a couple of little fireworks, you know people want to see the you know the finale. You know, yeah, right? yeah. You know what I mean. Um, 
it'll just happen when it happens. Okay. You know, maybe I'll post pictures of the studio. Maybe I'll, you know, post a clip of like, you know, a verse or something like that. But, you know, it'll get there when it gets there. And I just don't think we care. Hmm. You know, we just want to write music and it's like, uh, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll go to Europe with it. I don't know. Okay. Who knows? So you mentioned St. Cain after Dropbox's initial run. You started St. Cain. I had done a write-up when I was doing the written stuff for Jay Bunny's Music Hub. I had done a write-up, and, and uh, uh, Evil kind of replied saying that I, I'd gotten... He didn't realize it was me at first. Like, this fucker got it wrong. And I was like, dude, sorry. Like, t- <laughs> tell, me, tell me what I got well, wrong. That, doesn't, fix it. that so, doesn't sound like him at all. <laughs> and so I was just wondering if you could tell me, like, because apparently I had some of the details wrong about how that band came together. Could you tell me how did that band come together? Oh, it's uh, me and John... I don't know, we're riding around, uh, we're like, hey, <laughs> I don't know, we always jammed and stuff like that, you know, but uh, we came up the name, St. Cain, you know, uh, it, was, it was after a Rottweiler that we, you know, both had, and when we put it down, uh, I don't know, he, it rolled off his tongue pretty easy, it was like St. Cain, you know, we were like, St. this, St. that, I don't mm-hmm. know, Cain, Cain, you know, and then we, uh, you know, we had Joey come over and started jamming, you know, pretty simple. Okay. And then uh, the next question was, how did you come up with the name? You went right into that, yeah. so I don't have to ask you that. Uh, now, you guys describe St. Cain's genre as rogue rock. Can yeah. you explain what that means and if you think any other bands fit that criteria? Yeah, probably, man. I mean, I, I just thought it was a cool word, definition of it. I thought it like, really you know, fit uh, how we, we wanted to do our music. You know, sometimes it'll be, it'll be heavy, sometimes it's acoustic. Um, it's all over the place. We do what we want to do. We don't really care what anyone else really thinks about it. Okay. Yeah. So when the band was first formed in June 2006, it was said that you guys were working on the debut album and it was going to be released later that year or the next, but it didn't end up coming out till 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What, what was the Again, delay in that? It, it was just a kind of... All comes down to timing, you know. Um, it's so weird because we will do we did shows. Oh, yeah, I was at probably it's most like, of them. <laughs> yeah, it's like crazy, you know, at all these shows. And we're like, you know, I like this buildup, you know. Um, and then finally, when we put we compiled those songs together on on that album, finally we had to order another batch because they went, you know, quick, yeah. you know. And it was I think that was, that was kind of cool because that helped fund, um, you know, uh, a, a couple of tours with Godsmack again. And yeah. you know, you know, thank God we had that relationship to go back out, you know, on our dime. Yeah. Know? And all those CDs that sold basically went into that little hedge fund, and you know. Yeah, yeah. So you guys released a. a your second release was an EP called Burn With The Gods Of The Sun, came out in 2015, and the title track featured guest vocals by Troy Sanders of Mastodon. How did that collaboration come together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're sitting there writing, it's weird. Like, you you sometimes hear other people singing it, too. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I think uh, we were going to get... Uh, the, there was one song that we were going to have Kurt from uh, Crowbar, Kurt Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that almost happened too. We were in Philly at uh, one of the, one of their shows, and we had set up studio time. But again, timing—you know—he wanted to see it after the tour. Yeah. And we were like, "Yeah, whatever. That's too long. Let's just record it." But uh, you know, we just we heard like that uh, Troy's vocals there. You know, we just brought him in, and he was literally in the studio for like an hour and a half. And like we were like, "Here, this is basically the melody." Okay. And we, it's pretty cool we have a video of him like cutting the tracks and we were super excited about it because like his fucking tree just sounds like an his his voice sounds like an ancient tree it's like <laughs> he's like this giant person he's so tall and, and intimidating he's, he's, he's just so talented the whole band is like you know very intimidatingly talented yeah. okay 
So, what's the current status of St. Kane? It's my understanding that, that John Evil moved back to Massachusetts, you know, er, early on, uh, Joey left, and uh, you guys just actually announced the other day that you parted ways with Chris Hamilton, so what's, what's, did, the, yeah. what's the story with St. Kane these days? Um, let's see. I've got a whole bunch of St. Kane material. I know John does, too. I think it's, again, it's just one of those timing things. I mean, I can't just go up to Massachusetts when I want to. Right. You know, I think we're looking to do, at this point, just because we don't, you know, currently have the drummer that we want, you know, we're probably just going to do an acoustic record. Okay. I think that's something that John and I have been talking about for a long time. Obviously, we're not going to just smash a drummer in there. Just, you can't just replace Chris, either. I mean, right, right. He, he, it's like, uh, you know, the, the dude was, uh, you know, a fucking monster. He's... he's Almost that irreplaceable person, you know what I mean? Uh, persona, uh, power, um, delivery. I mean, he was, uh, you know, just watching him was enough, too. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's going to be, you know, obviously super difficult, but doesn't really matter when it's acoustic record. Right, right, right. Now, um, I wound up watching two seasons of Celebrity Rehab. Because there was a post on, uh, when, when Mike Starr was involved in the show that you guys had, were doing uh, like a performance together and it was going to be on the show and there wasn't really a real time frame as to when. And so I hate shows like that. I, I kind of hate reality TV. But it's like, oh, Costco's going to be on a lot. Like, I'll watch it. So I watched the whole season of Rehab. Know you yet. And then yeah, I watched yeah, yeah. the, uh, the uh, Sober House. And then there it was and it was barely featured. <laughs> um, I yeah, it was really, it was really uh, you know, it's funny. When it comes to like reality TV... It's all bullshit, you know. I don't think anyone cared about those people. Yeah. My buddy Mike Supa, you know, he was uh, he's the guitar player for Facelift, the uh, Alice Chains cover right, right. tribute band. Yeah, yeah, I've heard, I've heard of them. So I've never uh, seen them, but. the first guy they called was uh, was was Mike to, to, to come in and, and help Mike Starr, you know, put together this act, you know. Yeah. Um, and that was gonna be his like fucking segment or whatever, you know. So uh, he's like, dude, you gotta do, you gotta do this for me, you gotta do this for me. So I was like, all right, cool, you know, I I I miss LA, you know. Yeah. Go out there, see some old friends or whatever. Which is odd because I totally ran into Kendra Jade, who was like an old friend of mine from years back. She's just just an awesome person. She was actually on the on Sober House. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, and Shifty, you know. And yeah, yeah. by the way, he's doing so great, man. Oh, and cool. I'm like super, super fucking proud and happy for him, and uh, you know, doing his thing with Crazy Town. Yeah, I saw they came through Dingbats recently. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't yeah, able yeah. to go, but I really wanted to. Yeah, I missed the show myself. Um, I, I, I'm kind of bummed about. It. I, I won't miss it again, but uh, I'm super proud of him. Yeah, Mike Starr. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, listen, you know, as a, as an Alice Chains fan growing up, like, I'm like, I'm thinking in my head. Uh, yeah, I'll do this for, for Mike, you know what I mean? I yeah. think that uh, he, I think he's one of the most important bassists, mu uh, musicians, you know, uh, to come out of that era. There was nothing like it. Yeah. And like, fuck you if you think there was anything close to that, you know what I mean? Especially the first two albums, yeah. very specifically. You know, we were such a Alice in Chains fan, that's why we had Dave Jordan do the Dropbox record, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, so of course I was going to go out there. So I went out there and, uh, you know, he was really fucked up and, uh, you know, scary fucked up. He was beyond like, you know, I've been around drugs. I've never done drugs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Smoke a fucking joint once a year, you know what I mean? Whatever. So, uh, but I just wasn't, like, he was just scary, you know what I mean? Mm. My heart broke for him, struggling, you know? The guy would lift up a fucking uh, a glass pipe in the middle of rehearsal for this show, and I was just like, I'm out. Mm. And uh, Mike called me back in, he's like, oh, you know, I'm like, this is retarded. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and watch this fucking guy 
you know, uh, destroy himself while we're trying to fucking help him. I'm not here. I'm not doing anything that's helping anything. You yeah. know what I mean? I want it out. You know what I mean? And uh, they're like, oh, you know, just just stick around, do the show. I'm like, all right, it's, it's cool, whatever. You know, we'll, you know, Kyle from uh, Tenacious G, you know, uh, he was in, he was backstage when we were ready to do the show. And, you know, it's like they're smoking weed. It's like, you know, we're supposed to be on the sober house thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, you know, I don't give a shit. I mean, that, that, that shit doesn't bother me. You want to smoke weed at the show, blow it on the fucking stage, I don't give a shit. You know, but this guy was like, he was going to die. Yeah. That's it. He was going to die. You know what I mean? Uh, I, this may offend some people, but I, I found him quite annoying, huh. honestly. I, I felt that uh, at that point he just didn't give a shit. So, because I felt so for him, yeah. I put a, a lot into uh, talking to him and um, a lot of things that they didn't air. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, he was just really, he was going that route. Yeah. Like, it was it was, it was bad. I wasn't surprised. Yeah. Well, what way. I was getting at was like, you know, like I said, I, I watched it specifically because you were going to be there and then they barely showed it. Like, how, I know that I was super disappointed. Like, how disappointed were you that it was barely featured on the show at all? Well, I, it wasn't surprising after meeting like uh, Dr. Drew and stuff like that. You know, I met I met that dude and uh, it was we joke about it all the time, me and, me and Mike Supa. Uh, I mean, the guy fucking smelled like a million dollars. You know, his shirts look like they were fucking starched and pressed every fucking morning, which they probably were, obviously, and there's nothing wrong with that specifically, but um, I can tell the act was on. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, you know, it's all bullshit. Like, they didn't care about those people. That was a fun house. Okay. Yeah. This is the Hollywood Hills, bro. It was a fun house on the fucking edge of Hollywood, okay? And... You're basically up there just chilling out. I was, you know, me and Dennis Rodman were fucking sitting there talking about uh, God knows what. And he's just sitting on, the, laying on the back of the couch. No one, no one gave a shit. It was just, it just wasn't something that you were like, yeah, this is helpful. Yeah, yeah. It just, it was insane. It was complete insanity. Uh, so yeah, Dr. Drew, yeah, you're, you may have studied a lot of books, but you're a fucking phony. It's truth, bro. Yeah. Man, that's not gonna lie to you. That's fair enough. You know, we we, talk, we kind of jumped in here at, at the at the start of Dropbox, but how long have you been playing music for before that? And how many bands were you in prior to Dropbox? Probably, I mean, since the age of twelve. I mean, uh, I I say it in uh, the Forgotten Song, um, at the age of twelve. But uh, I would say right about right about that. You know. My dad bought me a guitar that looked like anything that owns guitar. I can't really play guitar. I just can write music, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I cannot, you know, safely do a solo from one end of the neck to the other. Definitely not. But, uh, you know, I can write music, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, what? Uh, how do you feel about, you know, because you went through it having been on Universal and getting dropped. Like, how do you feel about the current state of the music industry where it feels like fans don't really they view music as disposable they don't really give a shit it's like well i can illegally download it or i can mm -hmm. subscribe to spotify and bands make all their money at concerts anyway so who really needs to buy the music like how, how do you feel about that because i know it yeah, pisses me no, off it's, it's weird um, oh god it's how do i say this i i think the day we were we were signed the day we were at this giant table sitting across from two lawyers signing all these papers that took fucking forever not really reading through it um <laughs> We were told that, hey, listen, you know, trust me on your next album, it's going to be, you're probably going to do an EP or maybe write one song and release one song. CDs are going to be obsolete in five years, blah, blah, blah. And uh, we were like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Put me on a tour bus. <laughs> you yeah. know, who cares? Um, but it is what it is today. I mean, you just if you just fucking embrace uh, how it's rolling. I mean, I'd like to bring up uh, the band Bad Wolves. I, I, yeah. 
there's this dude, Tommy Vexed, okay, and I've been following him in his in his career just because I've been friends with him on Facebook, right? Um, you know, uh, I met him in LA a long time ago. We kind of know the same circle of people, blah, 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 you know? But I watched this dude kind of be there when it was happening yeah. uh, for years. And for some reason, he just stuck out or whatever. Um, so when he started this band after, and there was another band he started before that that was like kind of gaining some momentum, whatever, but... I think probably just because he was singing for it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was some weirdness from like around the time that because I, I was I follow him as well. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I've known him from the time that he was in. He did. Uh, he was in that band with Dino Cazares. Yeah, it was another one after that. I but no, no, but you're right. So yeah. I've been following like, him since he, then. He has it just, there's just like this persona about the dude um, that I think is really magnetic and I think it's cool and I just I, I watch his career grow and I think it's really rad, but I think it's organic. Yeah, I don't give a shit if you're telling me it's forced because he knows the singer from this band. Yeah, um, if he sucked, he, he, if 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 he couldn't perform properly on stage, it's just not going to go anywhere. Right. I'm telling you right now, I know it, and, and I, I've seen it happen. Right. I mean, and I would say as much hate as 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 the band gets, like Five Finger Death Punch is huge, and he would not have been asked to fill in for them if he didn't have it. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> you know he's he just has a, a great. Uh, uh, ability to uh, you know get a crowd going um, and that's important uh, too I mean the band's awesome to, you know, you know yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I actually took the kids to see them uh, this summer when they were touring with that dope, bunch. yeah yeah it's awesome um, yeah I mean whatever I don't give a fuck about bands anymore with what who, who talk shit about bands we're all in it in it doing it as much as we can for as long as we can yeah, yeah. I, I just don't care anymore like oh the band sucks or oh, oh, this sucks or whatever like who fucking gives a shit at the end of the day you know, you got fucking Chad from Nickelback hanging with fucking uh, the, the Disturbed guys at Vinnie Paul's house because they loved each other. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't care about who hates what, this, that, and the other thing. It's not the fucking 80s anymore. You know, I'm 45 years old. You know, I've seen that, been there, done that. Yeah. You know, I've, I've done the hate thing. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh, fuck that man. You know, you know, fuck Poison or whatever the fuck you, we were saying, fuck you too back then. Yeah, yeah. But, like, God, it's like get over it. Just yeah. do your thing. If it, if it's not good enough to go anywhere, it's not going to go anywhere. Right. Um, also, if you're not out there doing it, you're not going to go anywhere. And also, sometimes this that's just the cards you're dealt with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's so many fucking dynamics. You know what I mean? You know, do I think that Dropbox should have been bigger? Yeah, of course I do. You know, I think the album is fucking uh, gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I think that, I mean, one of the things that Dave Jordan, and he may have cursed us, but he, you know, one of the things he said after mixing was, I don't think anyone's going to get this album for 10 years. <laughs> I'm like, uh, fuck. <laughs> you know? um, so, yeah, with that curse, um, maybe not. But, uh, I mean, you know, do I think the St. Cain record's good yeah of course i do you know do i think that uh we know how to write songs yeah we do i mean you know we, we wrote we wrote those songs for us i mean can we write pop songs pop rock songs i can fucking write three of them in the next hour i can promise you but do i do it no i mean I don't, it's just whatever yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? right now i'm tattooing it's right, like well, you know which i was gonna ask you yeah. about that next is that you yeah. you when you're not doing music you're doing this yeah how did you yeah. get into tattooing and when did you decide that this, you know, in addition to music, like this is a thing that you wanted to do? Probably when uh, when Jason Gong Jones <laughs> was singing for Johnny Pool, and he was he's a tattooer. Uh, he was tattooing somebody on the back of the tour bus, and uh, I was like, oh, that's cool, you know. So, like, got to sit there and like really like watch it, you know. I had like a couple of tattoos at the time, or whatever, but 
Um, and uh, but my my buddy Dan, the guy who owns this shop, Pierre Tattoo, we were in a band for ten years before Dropbox. He was my bass player. Okay. Yeah, Danny Payne, and uh, he had quit the band before we got signed Universal. Oh. Okay. Yeah, and then he uh, opened up a tattoo shop after I got off tour, and said, "Well, why don't I just teach you how to tattoo?" So he apprenticed me, and uh, I've been tattooing ever since. I never stopped. Yeah, I literally I mean, never stopped. Tattooing. Yeah, I mean, cause, yeah, because you've gone. I've, I've again, Facebook and stuff, and now I've turned. I, I have you and I have known each other for for over a decade. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so you know, just keeping in touch with you on Facebook as I do, fucking everybody. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you and you know this now because you're a parent yourself, having kids and having a job and having a life. Yeah. It's kind of hard to always hang out with your friends so social media is good oh, totally yeah and so i've been following you from you know because you've been here you've got you've gotten you've tattooed other people but you've been doing it all the way through yeah um and that's cool and i keep i keep saying to you and to other tattoo friends like oh i gotta get a tattoo sometime but having kids i don't have the money for it <laughs> <laughs> i haven't had the last tattoo i got was two years before my first son was born yeah, yeah. and now he's 10 yeah, yeah. oh i still haven't had got anything for my for my sons yet but i'm gonna Eventually, when I don't puss out. <laughs> so, I guess all that's left to ask is, what's next? That's how I always close this. Is what's next for you? Yeah. What's next for your bands? What's next in your life? Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, uh, the the climate around uh, my brain is, um, I've got all kinds of projects. You know, uh, my my buddy uh, Cameron, uh, Cameron Razel, he uh, he's my drummer for for Dropbox. Yeah, I. I I don't know that he and I have ever had a conversation, but I know of him from he was in Lethal Affection. Correct. And my friend Will Winton played bass for Lethal Affection for yeah. a little while. Yeah. And I actually just the, the episode of the show that's going to come out before this one is with the guys from Branded Jewels and uh -huh. Nick from Branded Jewels used to be in Lethal Affection. Yeah, yeah, he's a beast and uh, super talented, and he's got a really vast uh, uh, he's got some vast knowledge of all the bands that I love and. Uh, it's easy to write with them. That's that's super important to me. You know, I love writing with the drummer. Yeah. You know, so we're gonna do uh, a bunch of music together. Lee and I are on the phone every week. John and I are on the phone every week, and uh, so we're, there's no dates. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's weird. Like if anybody listening, uh, you're probably gonna be like, well, I guess we don't care. You know, because you know we don't have a date. You know, or maybe you do care, maybe you don't. Uh, I don't care if you care or not. Right, right. Uh, but I just, you know, I I want to put out music. Um, we're going to put on music. I never stop writing. Um, yeah, whatever. Well, I can't wait to hear it, man. Whatever it is, whenever it is, whatever form it takes, just because. Oh, you know what I did do? I did a. <laughs> my buddy Dan Lorenzo. Uh, he's from, he's from Hades and the band Hades. And, okay. Uh, uh, he had been uh, nonfiction, and uh, we did a project, uh, Cassius King, and then he put out this uh, cover album. Um, and I sang this Motorhead cover, which is rad. I did an ACDC cover. I'm not gonna tell you which ones they are, but go and go and find them. Okay. Yeah. Motorhead. Yeah. Fuck Excellent, yeah. dude. Well, what I was saying is like I, I, you know, from the time once I, you know, once I figured out where I knew you from, and I see in that the Dropbox video on TV, like there's just something about your voice that like I've always yeah. really enjoyed, Thanks, and so, man. and so anytime that you've got anything like. You know, expect me to buy it. Expect me to be there. Like, like, like I said when you uh, were talking about the St. Cain shows, I was at most of them in the area. Like, I know that when you guys played, I think it was Hammerstein with Godsmack. I couldn't get tickets because it was sold out. But like, short of like shows being sold out, I've been to almost all of them. That's awesome. <laughs> and I'll continue remember, to be trust there. Me. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. 
I mean, you're 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 one of the best dudes, and I appreciate the opportunity to speak into your little microphone over here on the uh, on the on the my armrest here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, that's all I've got for you. Uh, before anything else, you want to plug before I let you go? No. All right. Yeah, come see me at the tattoo shop, Pure and Tattoo in Ledgewood. All right. Thanks for being on the show, John. Peace out, brother.
And from the EP Burn with the Gods of the Sun, that was St. Cain with Lady Magic. I want to thank John Costco for being on the show. Uh, you can follow him all the fuck over on the internet. You can follow him on Instagram and Twitter at John Costco. And on Facebook at John Costco Music. Costco is spelled K-O-S-C-O. Uh, you can also follow St. Cain, who we just played, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at St. Cain. And then you can follow his other band, Dropbox, on Facebook at dropbox.band, and on Instagram at dropboxband. I couldn't find them on Twitter. That doesn't mean that they're not there, but as I mentioned to John in the interview, every time I look up Dropbox the band, I get all sorts of shit for Dropbox the file sharing service thing. So they might be there and I just couldn't find it, or they might not have one. Who the hell knows? Um, but don't forget, you can also follow J Bunny's Music Hub on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon. Now, like I said, now that Renfair's over, I am going to start seeing what I can do with that Patreon. I've got uh, my weekend days, even when I'm going to have to work, I'll have some time to do stuff because there's no Renfair, so I will figure that out soon. Um, don't forget that this podcast is part of the Club Kayfabe Creative Community. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And also, don't forget, guys, if... Uh, you believe in supporting music like I do, uh, you can follow the Industry Embers on Facebook and Twitter and uh, tweet or post any music purchases with the hashtag BuyMusic, B-U-Y, or it's BuyMusic, B-Y-E. Um, so I have one other episode of the show recorded that'll post about a week from now. Uh, that is with the band The Freestylers of Piping, which any of you that have been listening, uh, our longtime listeners, will know I, I wanted to try and get them on the show last year, and it didn't didn't work out. I was able to get them on the show this year. So uh, that episode will post, like I said, within the next week. Uh, and then I've just got to start sending out emails and trying to book other interviews. I have one thing, one person who told me they were interested in being on the show. I've got to figure out scheduling that. But other than that, I don't have anything else going on. We had a... We had a very long and fruitful summer full of uh, interviews and episodes, and uh, that's sort of uh, come to a close now, so I've got to find more to do. Uh, so if anybody has any uh, suggestions on, on people they want on the show, if anybody has any uh, way to get in touch with people that you want on the show, let me know. You can, uh, you can message me through any of the social media networks that I mentioned before, or you can send me an email at... Uh, jbunnymusichub at gmail.com um, Please don't spam me though I <laughs> really don't want to have to fucking get a new email address because some asshole sent me a bunch of stupid shit uh, So I guess that's, uh, that's about it for now I'm going to leave you guys with another song that uh, from one of John Costco's bands This time it's going to be Dropbox uh, from the debut Dropbox album the only album they have at the moment. This is Take Away the Sun. Until next time, guys. Mm -hmm.